Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Urias to Adamas. Call strike three. The Dodgers win. Finally, the wait is over. The Dodgers are the champions of 2020 in a year like no other where joy has been so hard to come by. Tonight, tears of joy. Let them flow. The curse of 88 is 88 and out the gate. And the Dodgers are celebrating out in the middle of the field. The Dodgers for the first time since 1988. 32 seasons are the champions of baseball. Dodgers win their seventh World Series title. That's Charlie Steiner from his living room. What a weird year. See that? He, really, he was in his living room, really? Yeah, you didn't see. There was a big feature. I don't know who wrote it, uh, but there was a big feature about how he's diabetic and he's seventy-one, and he talked to his doctor. He's seventy-one who, already. Yeah, and he talked to his doctor, wow. who's a huge Dodger fan. He says, "Do I want you on the call? Absolutely. Is your doctor? What do I think you should do? No, never, no way. You can't. You're doubly at risk." Yeah, and so he that. told I the Dodgers. He would have gone to the stadium, though. What? I thought he would have gone to the stadium. Well, he told the Dodgers, um, "Hey, my doctor says I really shouldn't." And whatever vice president is over him said, "No, nah, I want you on the call. We're figuring this out." And so they had a picture of him calling a game in his living room, and he's sitting on the sofa. And there's a coffee table with all the notes, and there's like multiple monitors. He has like the game monitor, but I, I think there was another one that like had the bullpen okay, okay, or something. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean they hooked him up. He had a studio in his house. <laughs> Dodgers win the World Series for the first time since, apparently, 1988. PK, the sixth inning, was the whole game. And who was right in the middle of it? Austin Barnes in Arizona State grad. And Mookie Betts. Big double. (laughs) Scoring from third on the ground ball. (laughs) Hitting the home run for the insurance run in the eighth. They talk about the five-tool player. I'm surprised he didn't get the MVP. I mean, Corey Seager, who I think is the best shortstop in the game, if I had one pick to take. As shortstop, I know there's other guys, Bias in Chicago, Anderson for the White Sox, uh, but I, I mean, I'm biased. I'm, I'm a Dodger fan, have been for a long time, and I watch them as any chance I get and listen to them on the radio. I got their app, uh, so I think he's a great player. But but Betts is just Betts, Betts can beat you in so many different ways, man. Yep. He's just amazing. And he had a big hand in the game one win. He had a big oh, hand in sure. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did Great mention in a post-game interview, well, I was over yesterday. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, one he, bad day. He, but it, he, I don't think he hit as well as he was capable of, but he can do so many different things. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch. Yep. So the series goes to the Dodgers, and as you mentioned, Seager is the MVP. The Dodgers are already have already been installed as the favorite to repeat in 2021. Uh, Dodgers 1, Yankees 2, Padres 3 are the favorites for next oh, year. that's nice. What do you think? Though? I mean, obviously Cash with the controversial decision to take out Snell in the fifth inning when he was cruising. And, you know, they were going through the lineup the third time. And the other two times he'd struck out the top three guys, which obviously are Betts, Seager, and Turner. They were 0 for 6. And, and Cade 
I'm, six times. I'm old school leave them in. I, you know, it's kind of like something has to go wrong before you take a guy out. So uh, you want Cash to do something different than, than what he's Yeah, doing. I know. And see, that's the thing is that I don't follow the Rays all year, so then they're telling me, well, this is it. This guy doesn't pitch. He's awesome, but he doesn't usually pitch that deep into games. And then the thing I read in the post game that I didn't know at the time, and maybe they said it and I just missed it, um, was that he was losing velocity, and they knew that. Well, he has a record 21 consecutive starts where he did not go through the sixth including every single start this season. And we want to crack on cash. And I don't have any problem cracking on him because it didn't work. I mean, that's the way it goes. Right. It didn't work. But it worked in game two. But the real problem in this game is that was your plan really you were only going to score one run? I mean, they scored one run. So, sure, any any pitch, any decision by a manager to switch pitchers, it's all but, – but if you know before the game that you're only scoring one run, you know you're in trouble. But that's two different things, though. It is, but I just don't feel like they lost because of the pitching change. And I get that's when they lost the lead, and that's when the two runs came in. But we were talking about this yesterday that it seemed like – the Rays should be a heavy favorite in Game 6 because the Dodgers are going to do a bullpen game. Well, they had seven guys. Nobody uh, nobody pitched more than two and a third innings. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they give up one run on, what was it, five hits? Yeah, one run on five hits. So the Rays pitching, the Rays bullpen, which everybody thinks is really good, just didn't, it get, really it, good. Just didn't get it done. Well, I mean, it is really good. They gave up uh, a couple of hits, but yeah. it is really good. But the Dodger bullpen was better. Yes. And the Dodger lineup, we've all agreed, was better than the Rays lineup. And I think that, as you say, you know, that, that pitching thing, that's controversial. But what really lost the game, and, you know, you don't really lose the game on any singular thing there. And I'd have to say that the Rays' inability to hit Dodger bullpen is, is a significant, if not just as much a factor as the other thing. So I agree with you there. And the Mookie Betts acquisition is just massive. You can literally go through these six games and say, if he's not there, what happens? Well, it's a no-brainer. He's yeah. a, he was the best player in the American League. Uh, I know. He's got out. an MVP award, and he's available, and he's yeah. still in his prime. Go get him, right? And the Dodgers got tons of money. They gave him a 12-year deal. <laughs> he's going to make over, what, $300 million, whatever, whatever it might be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, that, that's what happens when you have that kind of cash available. Yeah. But without him, do the Dodgers win the series? Oh, no, no, It's, no, it's pretty easy to see Toronto pulling out of, or Toronto, to see Tampa Bay pulling out a six or seven game series. I don't, you know, Toronto had an excellent season, too. I'm considering they had to play their games in Buffalo when you think about it. <laughs> Just freelance now. <laughs> random association. What random and how about Justin Turner testing positive during the game? <clears throat> okay, so first off, he tested positive on the off day. The test for Game 6, that was Day 2 to make sure it wasn't a false uh, positive. And how does he get to start until they have confirmation that it's negative? I mean, the Big Ten's got stricter standards than that. Just look at the Wisconsin quarterbacks. And then, even though he's positive, he comes back out on the field unmasked. I mean, for the life of me. (laughs) What are you doing? What is the plan here? If you're going to do that, why bother testing? If you know you're positive and you've tested positive twice and you're going to go out there and hug people and take your mask off to take photos, why, why test them in the first place? It's not going to alter your behavior in the least. Well, the players and the management didn't seem to mind. They did not seem to care did at they all. they have that 
right to do that. I mean, I'm looking forward to all the lectures forthcoming now in the coming days. Yeah. The ones who've been lecturing us already are going to lecture us some more. So I'm looking forward to seeing and reading and hearing those. But what's it, what is, explain to me the point of testing if that's going to be how it goes after you test positive twice. And I don't, I don't understand. It seems like everybody else gets the test back in the morning before the games and... Well, every test had come back. Yeah, that was the, and I, the stuff. And I, I got up early this morning because I don't sleep well. But uh, that was the thing is that uh, they uh, were talking about, well, what was the reason for that delay? Yeah. And there hasn't been any answers yet. So I can't answer that question yeah. because there hasn't been an answer as to why that was. What was going on there? I, I don't know. I can't. I cannot say that. I, I really have no idea. I mean, the Monday Monday's test came back inconclusive. So the thing that's unclear is why the tests arrived after the game began as opposed to when they do, they arrive before. That That's the issue. Kyle. I'm looking at it right now. MLB informed Turner's test from Monday came back inconclusive. Oh, really? I had read last night that it was positive. Sources so. told Jeff Passan oh. in the second inning the lab doing COVID tests informed MLB that Turner's test from Monday came back mm-hmm. inconclusive. It's unclear why the results of the test arrived after the game began, as they typically do beforehand. That's that's the issue. Yeah. Mm. Kyle Kuzma tweeting out uh, after the game, the former Ute, the Laker, uh, 2020's messing up our parades. Two titles for LA, no parades. First, you know world, be cool first world problems. At, at, a, at a time, uh, hopefully sooner than later, is they have a joint parade. Yeah, that would be good. That Seems like that's fun. a ways off, but what the heck? I know, I know, I got it, I got it. Yeah, but you're right. That would be totally different. I don't know that anybody's ever done that. I guess the only way it could have happened: basketball and the hockey crown champs, pretty close together. It, the same city won, but I don't think anything like that's ever happened. Well, we know if the Jazz would have had a parade in 1998, that would have been fun because the, the Utes had one for their yep. Final Four. Yep. We've got that uh, question up on uh, social media on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. You can tweet at me, David DJ James. Does the Dodgers winning sting as much as the Lakers winning? Because LA is obviously bringing home two titles here in, uh, in pretty short order. Yeah, less than three weeks, right? All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Kind of my mindset's been that I'm going to move on, but who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. God has a plan for me no matter where that is, no matter where I go, whether that's across the country, whether that's close to home, where I stay another year, no matter what it is, you know, we'll work it out. That's Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, leaving the door open to the possibility of returning to play his senior year rather than entering the NFL draft. And I don't know that there's any other way to say that other than, holy cow, the Jets are a mess, and I don't want to go get beat up behind that offensive line. They're owing forever. I'll take my chances. At which point, presumably, the Jets would have to trade him. It's kind of the John Elway story 35 years later. It's the Eli Manning story 15 years later. It's the, there's got to be another quarterback I can't recall, but I can recall those two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. He's got a little leverage now, so yep. why not? Uh, why not play it? He's the guy. He's I, don't, the, I don't buy it, though. You think he's going to the Jets? He's not coming back. Well, no, he may. He's not coming back. I don't know if he's going to the Jets. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. So right. I don't know if he can uh, maneuver something, and his people 
can figure something out there, assuming that the Jets go all the way, so to speak, in the wrong lose, way. <laughs> lose everything the, and get that and number, get the one, number pick. one pick. Yeah, so what? what's the situation there? You know, if you, it is New York, though. You can make it there. I mean, realize they, they play in Jersey, but it's the same thing. It's the same, yeah. away. Uh, so if you – it's the thing that's just always baffled me forever is how these teams suck for so long. I just don't understand it. The system is set up to design for allow you to get better because of the draft and, and other ways. And I really believe if you have competent management, which in, in, it's inclusive from owner to all the front office folk, that you should be able to get better. But if you can win in New York, you know, certainly that's oh, that they've won, going yeah. to get. They've won one Super Bowl and a little more than, what is it, 54 Super Bowls now or 55? They've got one, and Joe Namath is incredibly famous because of it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. he's an absolute legend, yeah. There's and they're, no going, about it. they're going on a decade of sucking now. This yeah, is, it's uh, just amazing this, to me. This is Phoenix Suns level, um, and it's very similar to, uh, well, and it's what I was saying about the Padres, although they snapped it with a really good year. They do have the one winning season where they went 10-6, and six, and, you know, at 10-6 you should make the playoffs, but they didn't. Um, they got a couple of 8-8s, eight and eights, but one winning season in nine years. The last playoff berth was 2010, and they lost to that. Well, they had those back-to-back trips to the AFC title game in 09 and 10, and uh, lost to the Colts and Jets, and then no playoff game since. Three different yeah. coaches now with Adam Gaze presumably on the way out the door and a fourth coach on the way in. Right. So that's the uh, the big college football news is Clemson say, or Trevor Lawrence saying, yeah, I could be back at Clemson for my senior year. Uh, the University of Oregon football program announced the five players who tested positive for COVID-19 have registered back-to-back negative tests. So the original results are false positives. They did cancel a scheduled scrimmage over the weekend due to the positive tests. But uh, they're all back to a full go now. Well, I can tell you every time I'm positive, it's false, so I can relate to that. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Mississippi State star running back Kylan Hill not expected to play again this season. He's telling coaches that he is opting out, and wait for it, beginning to train for the NFL draft. It's, it's going to become a trend here, PK. And well, I support run, every one of those guys who does that. I was about to say, running backs are at huge risk for injury. If you know you're going to go high in the draft, why wouldn't you? It's their money, man. Yeah. You don't mess with anybody's money. That's why I grieve when people get laid off. It's their money. In, in addition, and it goes beyond that. Sure. It's their occupation. It's something that you know, it's you their place in society. There's a whole. To, to be able to do. For, the, for these guys, I exchanged texts with Dirk Facer uh, yesterday, and, and, and I agree for I agree for him and everybody else. It doesn't matter who you are. I agree for all of them. So this is his money. This young man has an opportunity to get it. Go get it. And Mississippi State's one and three. They're not going anywhere. It's not like they're going to end up in the SEC title game. You got three losses, and Alabama's five and zero. Oh. Yeah, you're done. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Where would you have a leadership void? Is it an experience void? Is it a talent void? Is it a leadership void? I'm not trying to be cute here. The answer is yeah. no. The answer is yeah. no. I, I'm there's asking not a, you. There's not a, well, it is shut up and let me answer. No. <laughs> Jerry Jones on the radio. Well, just shut up and let me answer. He apologized for it. And when I read it, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's harsh. But when you listen to it, it's not that harsh. No, it's not. 
<laughs> you've told me to shut up a million times, <laughs> and you've never once apologized. No, not even a little it bit. It reads a lot worse. It print. does read worse. Tone, yeah, yeah. tone matters. Tone matters. It matters a lot. Uh, Dallas uh, making uh, moves. They uh, they traded Everson Griffin to the Detroit Lions for a kid initial draft pick. Ah, well, this year's screwed. Let's get a draft pick and start rebuilding. Uh, the Ravens signed uh, Des Bryant, the former Cowboy, to their practice squad. He hadn't been in the league since 2018. Ravens have a big game coming up with the Steelers. So Huge game. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a big deal. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So the NBA season, we've heard that they want to uh, they want to play those uh, Christmas Day games. The networks, of course, want them, and they're going to be losing money because there's going to be limited or no fans in the stands. And so get all the TV dates you can get and save whatever revenue you can. So the NBA season is supposed to start December 22nd. And Lakers guard Danny Green said he doesn't expect LeBron James and his veteran teammates to be on the floor every night if the NBA season does begin on December 22nd. Uh, he said, if we start in December, I think most guys are like, I'm not going to be there. If I had to guess, because we have a lot of vets on our team, it's not like we have a lot of young guys or rookies. To have a, that quick of a restart, I wouldn't expect to see LeBron there. I wouldn't expect to see him probably the first month of the season. Probably be working out with us, but I just don't expect guys to want to be there or show up willingly. I think at this moment, and it might be different in two weeks when guys are like, all right, I'm going to get back in the gym and start working out. We get back in the gym. It's not right to basketball. It's all right. Let me get start getting in shape, lifting a bit, start running around a bit. Then I'll pick up a ball. Man, a Christmas Day game, you got to assume the Lakers are going to be one of the 10 teams playing in those five games. And no LeBron, that's not really a Christmas Day game. Apparently, Danny Green thinks he has some form of leverage. Danny Green? Yeah, that's who you're talking about, right? You said Dane Green. Made... Well, I meant Dane. Okay. <laughs> Dane Green. I didn't know I said Dane. I yeah. thought I said Danny. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that uh, he thinks that he's a critical component here. Uh, who really gives a flying you-know-what what Danny Green thinks? Unless he's right and he knows what LeBron thinks. Oh, I guess that's the assumption. I mean, if it's just Danny Green's opinion and LeBron shows up, you're right. This isn't what the paper it's written on. But if Danny Green has had a conversation or texted with LeBron and knows what and LeBron I'm is I'm saying. I'm sure LeBron appreciates Danny Green talking for him. Not even a little bit. Although. LeBron's got something to say. I don't think he's been shy about saying it. <laughs> for, for better or worse, no matter what you agree, if whether you agree with him or not, I don't really care. But LeBron's got something to say. He he's going to say it. He so you got to respect him for that. I mean, obviously, you respect him for his ability to play basketball. It's incredible. But whether you agree with him or not, and that's not the point here, he's got something to say. He's going to say it, whether you like it or not. And I can respect that, is that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything he's coming out of his mouth or his Twitter account. But nevertheless, he's got something to say. And I mean, how much time do you need? You played a couple of months. You had four or five months off. Is it really that difficult? And do I expect you? If they're talking about playing all 70 to 72, do I expect LeBron at 35 years of age, turning 36, I think, in December? I'd double check that. He's either 34 turning 35 or 35 turning 36. I mean, do I expect him to play every game? No, I, I get that. But can you can you come back after what? Uh, almost two months off? It's easy for me to say. I get it. He turns 36 December 30th. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. 
And it, it's, uh, I mean, they're paying for Christmas Day games. They're paying for stars. They're, the networks are going to expect LeBron to be there. And LeBron moved to Of course, to be, he's still to, the biggest star. Yeah, and he moved to Hollywood to be part of, I mean, he moved to L.A. to be part of Hollywood. It's like, this is elementary stuff. He knows it. So, pick your spots. If he misses a game on December 22nd and December 27th, I'm not surprised. But I expect him to play on December 25th. I expect the Lakers to be in one of those afternoon slots. You know, that's one of those days where they say, hey, we got to have the, we can't have the guys on the West Coast who are the stars playing after everyone goes to bed. Okay, well, Christmas Day is a great chance to put the Lakers at 1.30 well, in the afternoon. That's Lakers and Clippers at yeah. uh, 1.30 our time. Seems obvious to us. Yeah. Brooklyn Nets coach Steve Nash telling fans, we're playing for a championship. I don't want to say that anything less than a championship is not a success because you never know what happens in life. You never know the way the ball bounces. Fortune is a big part of winning an NBA championship. But we are playing for a championship, and we're going to build accordingly. We're going to frame everything we do in the lens of, is this a championship characteristic? Is this worth championship quality? Well, I agree with 95%. I don't agree that fortune is a big part of it. I think skill and talent is a bigger part of it. Well, is that a guy maybe who uh, saw the hip check into the boards and his best chance go by the way, who says fortune is a big part of it and sees how often the finals are impacted by which team has an injury? Yeah, that was one game. They they lost three others. And I believe Stern screwed them out of a title. (laughs) Because that was the year the Spurs swept the Nets. Oh, yeah, the, the NBA final is going to be a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. All right, DJ and PK. Or was it the Cavs? I think it was the Nets. It was the Nets. Yeah. Hashtag RSL. RSL takes on the San Jose Earthquakes tonight, 8.30. Three matches left in the season. They are below the playoff line. They desperately need a win in the full three points. The Earthquakes were uh, playing just terribly and getting blown out routinely 7-1 and 5-2. They had a bunch of hideous losses. And then for whatever reason, something clicked. They won three straight, and they've climbed above the playoff line. And honestly, I thought they were... uh, they were, it was all about 2021, I thought, for them. But somehow they won three in a row. So they're above the playoff line, so it can be done. And RSL needs to do that starting tonight. Is that a soccer term, the playoff line? Yes, it is. Okay, I wonder, because you certainly use They literally, literally in all the graphics, when they put up the graphics of all the teams, they put the line on the graphic in a match every single time so that you can see, because it's often really jammed up. You don't tend to get the separation you get in the in the NBA where the sixth place team is in no danger. Um, so, all right, DJ and PK coming up. David Nixon, BYU TV football analyst, former BYU linebacker, is going to join us at eight o'clock. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, at eight thirty. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.